Welcome to the Ethos Podcast, where we chat about Web3 and how it applies to consumer brands. My name is Matias Marquez, and I'm the CEO of Ethos, a company that's on a mission to elevate engagement for brands and their customers through the use of digital assets. In this episode, I have the pleasure of chatting with Shahab Shermohamedi, a Web3 marketing strategist at Liquid Death. During our chat, we explore topics such as how brands can benefit from Web3, how brands should approach their digital asset campaigns, and how great communities are built. I hope you enjoy. Shahab, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Great. And I think a congratulations in order. Congratulations on the baby. And you're looking, you're looking pretty good for someone who just had a baby. Thank you. Thank you. This is uh, what I call a lot of stress and no sleep. Look. <laughs> Well, doesn't look doesn't look too too bad on you. Um, ex- ex- really excited to have you on, and I, I think it's going to be a real treat for the audience. Um, Shab, why don't we start with just an intro on who you are? And I know you've worked with really amazing brands, including Liquid Death. So, yeah, just the quick intro on on, on who you are and, and your kind of professional journey. Yeah, so I've uh, been all around the marketing field, wearing many hats full-time 360 marketer. I worked with some of the biggest brands and people, um, Skin Laundry, Tastemade, Muscle Laboratories, Liquid Death. I've also managed fighters and celebrities and done social media with some of the coolest campaigns. One of my, one of the best campaigns that I've done was Conor McGregor and GQ. I was the project manager for that shoot. Uh, so wow. I've, I've had a really fun career up until now. Super cool. And, and how does... How does that intersect with Web3 and, and what is Web3 and, and why should brands care about that? Web3, so marketers and, and companies got interested in Web3 early 2022 or 21 or, or late 21 um, because they saw all these micro communities and as a marketer, as a person in sales, you go, you kind of look at these communities as a funnel um but a lot of companies come into it thinking it's just a funnel and they try to take where the ethos of web3 is kind of give and add value to the space and that's why some of the uh companies that come in fail and don't really take off in the space interesting you know it's um we're such believers in that the brands have such an opportunity to provide benefits. So you're saying that you know coming into the space, the brands that have done that have done this well have kind of taken that lens where they give uh, rather than take. And um, do you see it as like a a zero sum game, or, or or is it is it bigger than the sum of all the parts that way? Is, do they get more eventually out of what they're giving in? I mean, it's just not Web three and the communities involved in Web three, but there's also communities like on on Reddit or Quora where if a company comes in and you're on Reddit and you, you look at the right keywords or the right questions and you provide value, not just the sense of like, here's the question. Okay, we've solved that. Come look at our website, but actually provide value into the comments and um, add to the conversation. Uh, I, I do believe that companies can go ahead and really see a return on their investment. It's, it's a very low lift. Um, and it's a fun experience, but you just got to be committed to it. It's it's not right away. You don't see results right away. It's kind of a long-term shot. Got it. And, and I guess being authentic, you know, caring and engaging 
giving, all these things are obviously key, key principles. What do you think, just kind of backing up a little bit, like what is it about a liquid death or what is it about one of these large brands that that's connects the dots and then there's others that are kind of, you know, still curious, still trying to connect those dots. What is it about a brand like Liquid Death that is it, that that connects the dots quicker? Well, Liquid Death was able to kind of walk the fine line of being edgy and counterculture, and because they are a healthy beverage and good for the environment, they were able to kind of walk that line and kind of dig into the lore of death and execution and murder um, because it's a harmless product for you and being edgy and funny and, and personable kind of resonates with people, especially people in their demographic, which is like, for instance, early, uh, late teens to 35 year olds, uh, Gen Z millennials. Um, Liquid Death also came at a time where people were moving away from alcohol. Um, and, you know, if you're at a nightclub or if you had a, a event, you don't want to walk around with a bottle of Dasani, but a Liquid Death can. It looks cool and you, you feel like you fit in. So it fits that placebo. Um, so it was the right product at the right time with the right type of marketing. I like that. And, you know, if you're, I've been the designated driver before, right? You're at a, you're at a bar or whatever. It's, it's way yep. cooler to hold a can, right? Then 100%. Yeah. So love when that. When I was and, the uh, designated driver, I would always get like a Red Bull and then say like, put in a glass of, glass of ice. So at least I fit in, you know? Um, liquid death, we didn't have it at the time when I was going out, but it would have really served this purpose. Wow. Love that, you know, you guys were so early on so many things. Um, so tell us a little bit of just about the activation around, um, the Murderhead Death Club, which is the, the campaign that, that you ran with, uh, with liquid death. What were like, I get it, right? Like edgy brand, exciting new space. You can kind of get in there early. Um, but when you looked at the actual rollout of a campaign like the Murderhead Death Club campaign, what were you ultimately wanting to get? What were the kind of metrics and, and, and what were you looking uh, to get out of that campaign that you ran? With Web3, it's really hard to put metrics behind it because it kind of moves with the bear and bull markets of, of, of how the market sentiment is. So it's really hard to gauge real value in terms of numbers um, and metrics. But we were just trying to create an online community in these new channels um, that now exist, whether it's you know on Twitter or X or on Discord. We were able to kind of create these online communities that we can kind of engage with, uh, get feedback from. Um, and we provided our holders with utility as, as far as like the inside scoop with Liquid Death. So people who really loved and were interested in our brand got to engage with the Sisu and, and the higher ups. They came into the Discord. They talked to our community. They were kind of first in line for products, products that sold out most of the time. Um, so it, it's a fun experience and great community. And wherever this Web3 field leads us, um, we have kind of a flag planted here. You know what what I find so exciting about all of this is the a lot of the benefits like the ones you just listed can be non-monetary. So for example, the you know giving them access to products that otherwise would be sold out or giving them like the inside scoop on things or giving them access to the CEO in a discussion um in a kind of a private discussion forum. Those aren't hard like those aren't those are I mean those aren't monetary costs. 
but the perceived value on the other end is really high. Um, can you just give us your thoughts on that? Is, 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 am I thinking of that right? And is it as exciting as I think it is? It's very exciting. And, and I feel like that's where Web3 is headed to. Uh, I think we're, we're past the meta of these uh, very high inflated PFPs and we're going more towards loyalty and utility. Um, and that's where brands are kind of working with. We've, we've, we saw it in the past couple of months with like products like Lacoste who are building like these online platforms where people can kind of engage with the brand and, and create some kind of loyalty program in that regard. Um, we have mega fans. We have fans that are really interested into their brand. And through Web3, you kind of get an inside window into the company. Um, the people from the company come into our Discord and talk about their challenges and hurdles and for instance, how we're going to break into international waters. And it's, it's a very fun, cool utility to have. And it's a very low lift. It's crazy to think that, you know, you would, as a benefit, give somebody access to like, hey, here's some of the challenges we're going through. That, that's an interesting one. Um, but I guess just being connected to the brand and feeling closer to it is a huge, um, is a huge benefit to people. And I, I think that's, I don't think people really realize that until they actually participate in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like for instance, I'm a huge Lakers fan. If the Lakers came out with an NFT where I got the inside scoop and got to kind of interact with people, even if it's someone like the ball boy for the team, I would still love that. It's such a cool experience. Yeah. You know, I come from a background of like loyalty and prepaid cards and that kind of thing. And, you know, brands are always trying to find a way to, to, to drive engagement, right? And, you know, whenever yeah. they would do promotions where they were discounting or they were giving monetary things away, it always felt like there was something better you could provide. And I feel like what digital assets and NFTs can do here is, is help provide that, right? Because again, like yeah. these are things that are highly perceived as value to the to the other person, but the brand isn't having to like shell out real money for this. So it, it's a really exciting uh, tool. So, so you see kind of like the campaigns that you've run more as a way to communicate uh, to a, like the closer, like the close knit community of the brand, and, and rather than just like having to find them at you know in different Reddit boards or you know, different channels, like to kind of bring them together, is that kind of the approach that you've taken historically? No, no. Uh, historically, it's it's all about what are people asking for, what's relevant in today's times, and how can we kind of provide value and add to the conversation. Um, that's how I think brands should kind of work their strategy as far as like communicating with their, with their audience or even any kind of SEO work. It should always be about providing value instead of just trying to take away. Got it. And, and then to, to what degree do you think like benefits? And I know kind of the Web3 world calls it utility, but like benefits the brand can provide the customer. Uh, what degree do you think that matters? And um, yeah, yeah, maybe I'll ask you that question first. I've been part of a lot of communities. All people really want is to be heard when it comes to community management. Um, as long as people are tapping in, people from management and, and the people in charge are tapping into their community and talking to them and hearing them out, um, that's really what a community is. It's it's a sense of belonging and, and giving people that kind of... Uh, empowerment and belonging to say, hey, you are one of us and we hear you. A lot of people, that's all they really want. And that's how you can kind of mitigate sentiment within the community. Um, if a brand 
emerges into the space and then is not existent into a community, that's when things go sour. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously engaging closely with the community that you create and responding and, and, and like being there for them is, is, is critical. I guess my question was more around, you know, you could do that on a Facebook group, right? You could do that on Discord. The One of the benefits we see of these digital assets is that you can embed benefits like free shipping or access to a product that, you know, may be sold out, like the things we were talking about before. What degree do you think those things, uh, like how important are they and, and what kind of a tool can they be? It's very important. Um, for instance, we had conversations early on with Amazon because we sell on Amazon. We were talking about maybe creating some kind of loyalty program on their AWS blockchain that uh, is still in works. Um, seeing the right channels that you are on and creating that tech or using that, leveraging that technology to your benefit, depending on what your strategy is and what you're selling, it, it goes a long way. Got it. I guess like another question I'd have is, and just kind of extrapolating away from kind of Web3, how much does the technology matter? Because like I am a big fan of the technology and I think blockchain is is like a really important piece of technology that can help um, improve the digital ecosystem that we all kind of participate in today. But just parking all that aside, you know, brands want to, to your point, communicate and engage with their communities effectively. Right, I think they 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 want to give their communities and their customers benefits, uh, and ideally, in many cases, non monetary benefits. Um, but those two things that I just mentioned, like, why does the technology get so wrapped around? Like, like why is the approach going forward more important that it's less about the technology and more about those things, or 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 or, or, or do you think I'm seeing it that wrong? I think those things are kind of a placeholder for where we're headed. I, I, I truly do believe that in the next five to 10 years, we're living in a world where you're walking around and everything's augmented and it's a mixture of AR, AI, and Web3. Um, so you're using your Web3 wallet to buy and purchase and, and use as loyalty. And you're also seeing things in a very 3D augmented way. Um, and I think that's where we're headed. That's why I, I said early on that the landscape is quickly changing and we don't know how it's going to look. And um, But the things you said earlier about like the community and, and providing value to the community and, and working with what you have as far as the technology goes, and you see a lot of people building on layer ones and um, providing really cool technology and really cool features on layer two. Um, but I, I think it's just a placeholder for where we're going. You know, we have we work with consumer brands helping them one sell digital assets if they'd like to, and or they can issue them for free, right? And the way the tool we use, we call it eDrop, but a brand can effectively issue a digital asset for free, and you don't need a crypto wallet. You just type in your email. Um, we're always suggesting that brands start there because, you know, selling a digital asset, you know, if you're expecting to sell it out, you are. I mean you can control that to, to, to a large degree by adding benefits and those types of things, but it's way less risky to issue them for free. Are, are you seeing that as well? And, and would you recommend a brand start with issuing a digital asset for free as the initial kind of foray, foray and, and, you know, and, 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 and trial of this technology? Now in, in this kind of environment for the market, uh, 1000% come out with an open dish edition free 
because as a marketer, every NFT is really a lead. It, it's a lead in your funnel and you want to have as many leads as possible. Um, that's really what these open editions do is you get access to your community um, that you can always tap into and engage with. It's a really good point. It is, it is like a lead, right? Because um, a lot of the time these are uh, net new customers. Did, did, were you able to see much of that at, at Liquid Death? Like what, what, what percentage would you say was it kind of net new customers versus existing customers? As far as the percentage, I couldn't really tell you again, because it's so hard to say because a lot of people are, um, don't really show who they are in real person and they, they go by aliases and it's hard to kind of follow the metrics when it comes to blockchain and, and to your consumer goods. But I think in our, in our last, uh, interview on stage, when you and I spoke, um, I also said the story as well, but we had a lady who won one of our NFTs through a third party. She had no idea what liquid death was. She won the NFT. Um, three weeks later, she was in our discord, crushing cans, wearing our merch and becoming such an advocate for our brand. That's so That's such a cool story, right? So you have somebody who wasn't a customer gets one of these digital assets and then becomes one of your most loyal foster customers. And, you know, that's what we see when we're helping consumer brands. And it, it, it's, it's super exciting, right? Because this is, I don't know how to explain it. I think it's, it's a, it's a loyalty kind of like, you know, on supercharged, right? So it, it, there's a way of really, of really doing what you've wanted your loyalty program to do with these digital assets. Um, is that kind of like how, how, how it was perceived at, at Liquid Death as well? Absolutely. That, uh, you know, we wanted to create this community where we can engage with and build a fan base around and, and see how people are resonating with our products, not just our, our beverages, but also our merchandise as well. Um, how good is it to have kind of like a focus group within your Discord all yeah. the time? Right. Hey, and, and connecting it to your e-commerce store, I think the two go really well together, right? I think you have. Um, a group of people who love digital assets and, and are starting to engage with them. And then that's a, that's very much an online thing. And if you have your e-commerce store, the, the two, I think, get connected really well. We have a really cool integration with Shopify. But I guess a question for you just to, to kind of help people understand, um, we call it gated commerce, but what is token gating? Token gating is basically... So the way I like to call it is Web 2.5. So you can sign in through our site and purchase through the web two method, which is your email, username, credit card, or you can go ahead and purchase through web three, where it's you connect your MetaMask wallet, have access to certain things that other people can't and uh, purchase things that way. We've also done our giveaways that way as well, where uh, a random token is selected and then you have to log in with your MetaMask wallet to see if yours is the token to get to win the free giveaway item. And we, we were kind of doing that consistently every week. I love that. You know, um, when, when, when we're launching, you know, token gating or, or gated commerce, it's how cool is it that you can offer your customers the ability to access a product that may be limited edition or already sold out and it can only access that because they have your digital asset, right? Um, oh, it's, yeah, and, it's perfect. Right. And, and the idea of doing like, Hey, come see if you, you get a giveaway. Um, you know, you may be doing two giveaways, but, a hundred people may show up to see if they've, you know, 
won that giveaway. So talk about driving customer engagement and, and to the place you want them to come, which is your, your e-commerce store. Uh, yeah, really, really exciting. And um, yeah, I don't know if you have any else thing you'd want to add around just token gating and, and, and where that kind yeah. of, uh, goes. Into the we were able to do like a very creative method where um, we had a list of give- giveaways on our site every Monday morning. Uh, every Friday, I'm sorry, every Friday morning, but but throughout the week, we would go, kind of give out hints about which traits you need in your NFT to be selected for mm. certain uh, giveaways. And throughout the week, we would drop hints, and people would either go look for the NFT on OpenSea or see if they have it in their wallet, just to be able to get this NFT. And it was, and it was a really fun thing that we we started to do. And that's again the power of uh, token gating your Shopify. You're able to kind of Use your tra- uh, use your uh, traits and the metadata in, in these things to allow people access to certain products. So it's so cool. Like <laughs> a funny story. When I was a kid, I used to play hockey, and we'd go watch like my brother play hockey and all that kind of stuff. And there'd be these fifty fifty draws, and sometimes they would tell you like half the, the number before they would tell you the full number of the winner. And if you're like if you if you even had half the number, right, you'd be like, <gasps> like I'm I'm not going for a hot dog. I got to wait to see. Yeah, yeah. So talk about driving engagement in a in such a uh, yeah. fun, and then being able to use like, hey, if your digital asset has a hat, or you know, if it has like blue eyes, or or those types of traits, um, you're just driving exactly. really great engagement. That's um, really really great. So what? Why want like why not other brands do this? Like like what do you think they're what's holding them back? Because when we're talking about things like you know this gated feature we just talked about to me i go like every brand should be doing this what do you think holds some brands back and and, and what do you think it's going to take brands or, or or not even brands what do you think it's going to take within the technology and the platforms to help get more brands to participate yeah so i i, I talk to a lot of brands and some of the feedback that i get and i mentioned it earlier is that people are afraid to come into the space you know, you had the big deal with FTX and it seems like every month there's something happening in the Web3 space where there's a con man or a scam or a, a lawsuit happening. So it it kind of scares people away as well. Um, and I think we're very early in fully adopting the Web3 technology. And in order for people to come into the space, we have to have a lot less bad news, probably more regulations uh, to make this more streamlined um another thing is market sentiment people don't want to come into the space and fail um if you're gonna kind of advertise an nft drop and come into the space and then you get 10 people buying your nfts it looks bad for your brand and lastly um again resources are scarce there's so many channels that people can work with um that sometimes you just don't have the amount of people to drive the web3 ship um web3 is a full-time fully dedicated space because if you are going to open these communities you do need moderation because you don't want to open a discord and have people talk bad about your brand or or create sentiment a a low negative sentiment so it it takes a lot of resources as well um and many times people don't see it as an opportunity to kind of jump into right now at this time you know I guess a follow-on question would be, 
how important is it for the technology and the platforms to get easier? Because I hear you, like all those things are really important considerations. Um, but what I think is I think the the responsibility of fixing those things is not actually on the brands. Like I, I think it's on platforms like like Ethos that we are going to make it easier for consumer brands to see who's in their community, to be able to like engage with those conversations, to be able to issue digital assets for free and and, and token gate and, and do all these things. So I guess my question to you is like how much like how important is it that this technology and these processes and these platforms get easier and how much will that contribute to to adoption the technologies and platforms being easier helps a lot especially if things become more streamlined and you don't have to jump from wallet to wallet and you know wallet keys and you know it's easy for us to understand but for some people it's hard jargon to kind of take in it's very confusing you get to lose all your assets with one wrong button uh, if that part gets streamlined perfect but again it comes down to community management as well uh, Imagine you're a top brand, but people are talking bad about your brand in your in your own Discord, and media picks it up. It's a bad look. Um, so you definitely need to invest in community management and and community moderation uh, to make sure that your brand doesn't look bad in the space. And do you think it's even like do you think Discord's a temporary place for this stuff, or or do you think um, like like I just think it needs to get so much easier. Like I even think Discord's confusing, right? Discord's um, ugly. It's confusing. It's you know, it's it's a gamer's platform, so they never really cared about how good it looks, right? Um, and for the last two years, we've been talking about that Discord is a temporary solution, but no one's really come out with a better solution yet. I I, I think yeah. uh, in a year or two, we're gonna have uh, Elon Musk coming out with the everything app, and maybe that could work. Yeah, I mean, but again, like I, I'm a believer, though, that things have to be built specifically for like w the world's become optimized. Like, I think that there are platforms that are built for specific cases and those do a really good job. And I think that I mean, I mean, this is what we're doing at Ethos, right? We're focused on making this technology really, really simple for people because I want someone like my mom or my aunt to be able to participate. Yeah. I mean, I have to worry about like keys and seed phrases and all this stuff. And then you want to be able to create those communities like like Discord has um but then you want to make it easy for people to be in those communities and you want to make it easy for brands to you know be also there um and then not have to worry about like some kind of like not great looking platform that, that isn't built for this so yeah i'm really optimistic for this whole space I, I think that what these digital assets can do is is create a whole new level of customer engagement and it's stories like yours where you know you're uncovering traits and that's piquing people's interest and saying, oh, my, oh, wow, like I have that trade in my digital asset. I might be the winner of this free merch or this free product. Um, I think it's giving people, you know, gated commerce. It's giving people these extra benefits. And I think it moves away from the actual technology. I think it moves more around how it makes people feel, how much like joy people get from receiving one of these. Um, yeah. So, so I'm really yep. excited if... Um, but but over to you. What's your kind of view long term, and, and and are you as excited as I am about this space, and and where do you think all this goes? Yeah, but my excitement is there. I, I love the space. I love you know listening to a Twitter space or going to a Discord and talking to people that I like and I, I built these relationships with. But at the same time, it's unfortunate to see how easy people liquidate and leave the space. 
so it sometimes feels temporary, which is why I, I tell brands to thread, li- thread lightly into the space and be very cautious because it is hot and cold. Um, with the movement of Ethereum and Bitcoin, things will come in and come out. Uh, I want this space to be flourishing. It's it's a very fun space. And that really is another reason why I love Web3 as a brand is because you can come into this space, think of the most outrageous thing and make it happen in Web3. It's a very fun, creative environment. Uh, as a marketer, I see so many possibilities and so many opportunities in the space uh, to grow and to market and to tap into all these little micro communities and to build with and and in web two it's very hard to do but in web three you can do easy collaborations i can go ahead and sit down with four different brands in one twitter space and do a collaboration with them or do a giveaway with them you don't see that in web two so it's it's very fun it's 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 a very cool atmosphere but then in a blink of an eye it just vacates and you see engagements probably 10 percent of what it was uh what the solution is for something like that, I don't know. Uh, I, I wish I wish that people stayed for the vibes and, and, and the environment, but they come where the, they come and go with the money. I'll just ask you one final question, and I think I think we're there, yeah. Shab. It's been it's been really great. Um, but just like yeah, maybe this will be the question. So you've had an awesome experience with Liquid Death. You've had you know you're in AI, you're in Web three, and you're in marketing. Um, those are all very, that's a very exciting resume. And I would say if you got plotted somewhere brand new and it was a consumer brand and they were thinking about kind of garnering eyeballs and kind of like, you know, bringing their brand forward, what, what would be some quick kind of you know suggestions you'd make for them? Yeah. I mean, uh, in the last two months I have consulted with, with consumer goods, trying to come into the space. Um, it's a very tough question to ask because everyone's strategy and everyone's audience is different. Um, at the time, I don't know when this plays, but I, I will probably no longer be with liquid death as I am leaving. Um, but with liquid death, it worked really well because our audience was already in web three. So it was, it was a good fit. Um, if your brand is like a medical device you're not going to want to be in the space if your brand is is a drink that's catered to like little kids you're not going to want to be in the space uh so it's really hard depending on different strategies but if you do want to come into the space i would say um have fun be creative think outside the box and add value don't worry about the bottom line it, it it's it's a long-term uh brand strategy growth method uh Add value. It's a very low lift. Uh, engage with the conversation, and like you mentioned, when the when the internet first came out, it was a one way conversation. And then we got social media, and people were able to interact with the brands in some capacity. And now in Web three, it's a full on one on one conversation you can have with your brand, and you have the inside window with your brands. Um, and that for a brand is very useful because again, you get to kind of tap into your community before you release to the public just to see what the what the thoughts are um there's so many things you can kind of do with that open window community that you that you build and that's why if you want to come into the space right now i suggest do a free open edition um collaborate with other projects uh try to give out as many as possible and uh build from there 
Awesome. Well, Shahab, thank you so much. It's been such a joy having you on and uh, congratulations again with the baby. And uh, I've, I've been there. I, I know, <laughs> I know what you're going through right now with, with, with the, with the newborn and I'll actually be there. Uh, with, with I hear her screaming right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you go, Shahab. And, and thank you so much for, for joining us. Okay. This was a pleasure. Uh, again, a pleasure and an honor. And I look forward to working with you and talking with you more in the future. Awesome. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed, please make sure to give us a rating and follow us on whatever platform you listen from. Thanks again for listening. Take care.